That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. You're riding high in April and shot down in May. But I know I'm gonna change that tune when I'm back on the top, back on the top in June. I said that's life. Oh, that's life. And as funny as it may seem, some people get their kicks when they're stomping on that dream. But I don't let it, let it get me down. Cause this final world, it keeps spinning around. I've been a puppet, a popper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn, and a king. I've been up and down and over and out and I know one thing each time that I find myself flat on my face I pick myself up again get back in that race that's life that's life oh I tell you I can't deny it and can't deny it because that's life and it's gonna kill you. What are you afraid of? Who are you afraid of the most? Who and what will kill you? And who and what killed the most? Life. Where do you find it most threatening? Is it human? Is it insect? What are the top things that kill humans? Well, according to the World Health Organization, the leading cause of death, heart disease. Ischemic heart disease, number one. Stroke, number two. Chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, number three. Lower respiratory infections, number four. Neonatal conditions, number five. Trachea, bronchus, lung cancers, number six. Alzheimer's disease and other types of dementias, number seven. Diacrial diseases, number eight. Diabetes, malicus. Number nine, kidney disease. Number 10, there it is. <clears throat> the facts laid out. Now, that's on the medical side. What about the animals? What should you really be afraid of? How about mosquitoes? You know how many the mosquitoes kill every year? Sometimes the number's higher. A million plus. Mosquitoes. Not Al-Qaeda, not ISIS. Snakes, 100,000 of us. You dog lovers are training murderers. 
They are the top three of the animal life that kills us every year. 30,000 deaths by dogs. Freshwater snails, especially that new invasive one they have, that's like close to nine inches long. 20,000 are killed by freshwater snails. Assassin bugs, 12,000. Black widow spider. Stetsy flies, 10,000. Oscaris, round worms, 2,500. Watch out, surfers. Crocodiles, they're taking out 1,000 a year. Tapeworms, 700. Watch out. Hippopotamus, more than the lion, double the lions. They take 500 people a year. Elephants, they kill the same amount of people a hippopotamus kills. 500. Lions, 250. African Cape buffaloes, 200. Deer, oh, Bambi's killing 100 of you every year. I think that's probably mostly because of deer encounters. Bees, 100. Now you know this life that you're searching for on other planets. The life here is taking you out. And you can't wait to find life on Mars. What do you think that life is going to do to you on Mars? What is it doing to you here? The mosquitoes, the roundworms, the tapes, tapeworms, the snails, lions, tigers, and bears, flies, and bees, and all the things in between. And we haven't even begun to talk about the viruses. Those numbers are 10 times higher than all these numbers combined that are killing you. But you love life. Life doesn't love you. Those are the facts. Who's killing who? Oh, but lest we forget what the United Nations has reported on the homicide levels worldwide. Oh, wow. Step aside, ladies. We should have protective measures for the men. They are the number one victims in the world. 81% of all homicides are committed against our sons, our brothers, our husbands, our fathers, our uncles. Yeah. Protect the women. No, you women should be marching to protect the men. 19% of homicides are female. 81% are men. A protective class? The man is, should, should be a protective class. You ladies are getting off scot-free. My God, even when the Titanic goes down, it's got to be mostly the men. Killed by your intimate partner. The majority of women are killed by the intimate partner, 64%. Only 30% of men are killed by their intimate partner. And I think partner may be more female than gay male, although gay men do kill each other. Intimate partner or a family relation. You're brought dishonor in a family in India or in Africa. Well, your family's probably going to kill you. Saudi Arabia, the Middle East. Intimate partner, homicide. 82% of those. And that's intimate, intimate. 
women are killed by the men. Only 18% of the men are killed in that regard. An intimate partner, but the majority of the homicides are not intimate partner. This is based out crime. In that case, the men are destroyed every year. 464,000 people estimated to have been victims of intentional homicide. 90% of all these homicides recorded worldwide are committed by who? Male perpetrators. 90% of all these murders are committed by men. And these men are killing. 80% of those murders are men on men crime. Males killing other males. Competing for money, land, property, position, and females. 80%. And how do we kill? 97,000 of our victims are killed by a knife, which is 22%. 104,000 are killed by poison and drugs and some other alchemy invention. That's 24%. But the majority of them, 54%, 238,000, well, you know our weapon of choice, a handgun, which is why America leads the world in murders and homicides. But this is a global number I'm giving you. Homicide by region, globally. America's, we outpace everybody, 17.2. Africa, 13.0. Asia, 2.3. Europe, 3.0. And the islands, 2.8. Intentional homicide. That's 13 per 100,000. When it comes to Africa, 17 per 100,000. When it comes to America, the highest number. Edge South Africa. And then we look at the homicide rate victims intention homicide by population in the region. America, we always take the trophy on that. Per 100,000, we are 31. Africa's not too far behind by a difference of 10 at 21. And then coming up in third place, Europe. And then the islands, up 4%, 4 per 100,000. Then Asia. And what does that tell you? What kind of world do we live in and we're all looking for life? Did you know organized crime killings are 1 million? And armed conflicts are one million. What does that tell you? The world that you're living in and you're looking for life and you feel safe in this world? Do you? You feel safe when the majority of the people are going to kill you or somebody that knows you, an intimate partner or a family member? Well, I forget, everybody likes to talk about race in the Western world. So let's talk about race. 
since we all claim to love life so much, why we encourage people to abort their babies and the right to kill it. Save the dogs that are taking out 30,000 of you every year. You are housing a murderer. And your neighbors could probably tell you about that. And yet you want to go and find life elsewhere in the universe. Really? Well, I'm sure if they're studying our planet, they know the best way to honor the life on this planet is to kill those humans. They kill each other and then nature is killing them. The insects are killing them. The sharks and crocodiles and snails are killing them. And the whales are swallowing them up. White people as victims of homicide. White people, victims of homicide in the U.S. Did you know that the majority of whites out of 3,000 murders, 2,500 of those murders are committed by whites. Well, the police will tell you, crime likes opportunity, comfortability, and familiarity. We usually kill within our group. Men kill within their group, men kill men. Most women don't kill men. Blacks kill blacks, whites kill black, whites. We kill within our groups. Out of that 3,000, 2,500 white people are killed by, uh, out of 3,000 white people murdered, 2,500 are killed by the white people. 400 are killed by black or African-American and the rest are the other ethnicities. Now, that's who's killing white people, mostly white people. Blacks, out of the 2,400 murders of blacks, 189 white people are the offenders, while 2,245 are blacks. A black man should be more afraid of a black man than ever a white cop or a white man. Our greatest threat is another black man, and our greatest threat as men is another man. When you look at the facts, they actually speak to the truth. And you cannot deny it. So what are you afraid of? Really? You should be afraid of everything. From the bacteria, from the viruses, from the tapeworms, from the roundworms, from the assassin spiders, from the snakes, from the elephants, from the hippopotamus, obviously the mosquitoes. You should be afraid of heart disease, pulmonary disease, yes, strokes and diabetes, dementia, Alzheimer's. You're afraid of guns, but they are the number one way to kill us. Knives and poison are at the lowest level. But drug addiction, that's homicide, not suicide. When it comes to those of us who kill ourselves, we get into drug addiction, depression, stress, 
job loss, spiritual emptiness, abuse, mental illness. And yet, everyone is so fascinated about life elsewhere. Haven't you learned anything about the life here? You're living in a killing zone, a kill zone in a killing world, a killing field 24 seven. You can't sleep without someone breaking in your house like they did in Newton, Massachusetts yesterday, killing a couple that was about to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary, knifed them to death or the students in Idaho. You're not safe anywhere, and yet you still refuse to turn to God and trust in God. And you think who is killing who? Really? You really are not educated and what you should fear and who you should turn to? Not 911. Not 911. What about the one? What about getting on our knees and calling on the Lord, begging for his mercy and his grace and his protection against everything? Babies are born, they come out crying because they know they've come into a world of hell, a world of hurt, death, and uncertainty from the safety of the womb. But then, now oh, the womb's no longer a safe place for a baby. A baby will get murdered before it even breathes its first air. Comes out screaming. You should be, <laughs> you should be actually crying when a baby is born along with the baby or what it has to face. And when you're putting your friends and family in the grave, you should be rejoicing for what they no longer have to face and the threats of this world. We often say, I'm glad my daddy didn't live long enough to see the world what it is today. I'm glad my mama was allowed to see what happened, what happened to you, how you were killed, how you were murdered, how you were raped, how you were destroyed, how you lost yourself, how you killed yourself. Um, so that would have killed them to see you do what you did to yourself or what was done to you. And what do we have in history? The greatest murdering barbaric empires ever. And we haven't even talked about the Justinian plague and the bubonic plague. Again, the viruses and the bacteria, they are number one for killing life. But the empires, we could call it the Third Reich, the Japanese Empire, Congo Free State, Leopold II, Hunic Empire, ISIS, the Proto Empire, simultaneously controlled at least parts of Iraq. Syria, Libya, Sinai, Afghanistan, and Nigeria. And that was at a certain point in history. Number one was Third Reich. Number two, the Japanese Empire, Congo Free State, ISIS, Caliphate. Aztec Empire, wow. There you go. Number three, the most murderous empire in history. Four. Soviet Union, the Maoist China Empire, they're right up there together. That's number four, Mongol, Timurid empires. They had a smaller delta, but they were vicious. 
no legacy. They were disastrous. And they were the empire that helped the fall of Rome. Unlike the two latter, the Turkic Mongol empires, they also contributed to that category four murdering hurricane. The Carthaginian empire, child sacrifices, but unlike the Aztecs, they seem to have a little more redeeming qualities. Number five, the Portuguese empire, the Spanish empire, the Ottoman empire, particularly during the slave trade. Number six, well, the colonial of all modern day colonial empires, the British empire, the Russian empire. We know what Stalin and all of them did, the tens of millions, the King dynasty, the second Reich under Kaiser, the Swedish empire. This one may seem odd, but there was, according to record, a really nasty period in the 17th century. The deluge in Poland, that was what they called their 30 years war. Number seven, Neo-Assyrian Empire, Roman Republic Empire. And number eight, what they consider more evil than even the ones above us that was previously mentioned. Average, most other caliphates and Muslim dynasties, European empires, that's the Dutch, slavery, Italian, the French, the Austro-Hungarian, I got to watch out for those Austrian. Wasn't Hitler Austrian? Most of the other imperial empires, like the Chinese dynasties, and a lot of those people that love the Asian culture, even the Tang or Han dynasties, had civil wars and famines that had unbelievable death tolls. And, believe it or not, as much as we like to rag on our united, divided states, we come in at number nine. Right up there with, and no doubt, must have a lot to do with the 190 million Indians that were here before we got here and then killed them off. United States, number nine. Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. Macedonian, the Hellenistic Empire. Number 10, the Kushan Empire, ancient Egyptian empires, the Maurya Empire, ancient India, the Byzantine Empire, and the Christian Eastern Roman Empire, the Parthenians, ancient Persian. That is a rather rough draft of what's killing us and what killed us and who were our biggest threat and what was our biggest threat throughout history. What diseases? Should we somehow or another in this modern world lump the pharmaceutical and food companies into that for all of the pesticides and all of the poisoning and all of the cancers from the tobacco companies and poison of cirrhosis of the liver from our alcoholic brewery companies?
What about the manufacturing companies from all the chemicals in the sheetrock and then all of the plastics that you're breathing and inhaling that are killing you in your house? England suffered from a lot of that in their early days. Their very homes were killing them with the types of dyes and chemicals they were using for all of the color for their drapes and carpet. Your house is killing you. The microwave, the electromagnetic fields, the frequencies, the things that are going through the air, through your body, the LED lights that are messing up your biorhythms, even the flies can't. You have something to consider what we are suffering from. Life, life is deadly. Life's a killer. After all, if you're dead, you have nothing to worry about except the life to come and the judgment for whatever you've done, whatever you did or didn't do while on the earth. But when you're born, you born from that moment fighting death, all kinds of bacteria, that immune system has to get up and gear, get running, get kicked. You got to come out kicking, fighting everything from measles to chicken pox to Lyme disease. You're fighting, fighting, fighting from the inside. Then you got to fight from the outside. If you got abusive parents, abusive friends, you got to fight their environment. If you got bad neighbors, then you got to go to school and fight the bully, <clears throat> if not the teacher or the coach. Then the random stranger, then the serial killer, then the thief, then the thug, and everything else. It's a constant fight to stay alive. And you've got to understand that the Lord came to give you life and strength for that fight, to arm you and immunize you, vaccinate you against the law of sin and death and self-destruction, because you'll choose what feels good instead of what is good for yourself. And that's the addiction. <clears throat> so many of you lived your life looking behind you in a rear view mirror to forget. What do you want to remind yourself of? How someone hurt you? How they abused you? How they misused you? That's no life in that. Digging up dead memories, dead bones, dead actions and inactions. Move forward. Erase that past. Forget that thorny crown. Set your sight on things above. Lift up your eyes to the hills where cometh your help, not the valley that beats you up. Get out of that desert and go into the promised land of hope and faith. The thing that is set before you, that prize, not that ghetto you came out of. You can build a lot of life when you think of a better life, not a bitter life. And you start writing a new chapter in your book instead of constantly rereading the first few chapters of that book of mommy and daddy, the poor childhood, the ex-boyfriend, the ex-girlfriend. The ex-friends, you got to let it go. I know you're hurt. I know that past is there. But that past, it's not going to help you in the future. <clears throat> that past, it's not going to help you move past it. 
but the vision of what you should be, what you ought to be, what you can be, in the hope of how God sees you, not even how you see you, because your mind has been so screwed up, you don't even see yourself right. You need perfect eyes to see you, how he made you. He has a hope and a future for us. It's not to harm us. It's not to hurt us. It's not to kill us, to give us life. <clears throat> not a genie in a bottle. Not a Santa Claus. Real life. Real life. It's not made up. It's not a mask. It's not just changing clothes. It's not a tattoo. It's not an earring. It's not a wig. It's real. The kind of thing a plastic surgeon can't give you. Your future, the Lord will write on your heart. He'll make it as solid as a rock. No one can steal it, pervert it, pollute it, contaminate it, rework it. It's a masterpiece. It can't be replicated. It's the genuine article as he customized it for you. Come on. Remind yourself of God's love for you. That you were created to love him. And oh, oh, how sweet it is to be loved by God. Jesus 
trust in you, put my trust in you, put my trust in you, Jesus Christ. There's no fear, for my trust is not in myself, but in Jesus Christ alone. Even if it starts to rain, no matter what may come my way, Could have been 
human, I human, oh, and humans forget, so remind me, remind me, dear Lord. Roll back the curtain of memory now and then. Show me where you brought me from and where I could have been. Remember, I'm human and humans forget. So remind me, remind me, dear Lord. Remind. Bye.